You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand, and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Writing Momentum Podcast. I'm Gina Maselli, and I'm here with my husband, Christopher Maselli. Hey. And we are kind of excited to bring you one of our first interviews that we're going to be doing. So, Chris, tell me, who are we interviewing today? We are here today with Frank Ball. How are you doing today, Frank? I'm doing great. Awesome. (laughs) Frank has has been the uh, director of the North Texas Christian Writers Conference. He founded Story Help Groups. He works with Roaring Lambs, ministering. Uh, 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 you've been that for several years now, haven't you? Been with Roaring yeah. Lambs. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he does. He's he's written his own books. He's done a lot of self publishing. He's done ghost writing. He does copy editing, graphic design. Uh, I am I, he, Frank is one of the first people that uh, brought me a book that he had designed and self published and said, I self-published this, and I looked at it, and I thought, that doesn't look (laughs) self-published. That looks like it was created by a traditional publisher, and it just floored me how the quality that you were able to get together, this is before I'd ever seen many self-published books, you know, that were, that really look good. Mm-hmm. And uh, you kind of introduced me to that field. I don't know if you know that, but that, uh, that, that got me excited and I dove into it after seeing how uh, great the stuff was that you put together. And uh, uh, Frank is also, he's a, he's a pastor of biblical research and writing. And so uh, he's, he's, uh, he's got a lot of experience in the ministry world, but also in the writing world. And so that's that's part of the reason we brought Frank on today was to not only talk about um, uh, some of the great writing and self-publishing mm-hmm. stuff he's done, but also to really dive into this whole side of writing for the inspirational market and the, mm-hmm. the Christian market, um, because it is... It's changed a lot over the years. I mean, I remember when uh, I first started writing stuff in the Christian inspirational market, there were Christian bookstores everywhere, and now there's none, right? <laughs> Except right. for maybe in a church once in a while. So, uh, uh, Well, and I would say uh, a lot of what Frank has done over the years also is to mentor other writers, um, right. which we hear that through the writing conferences that he's been a part of. But I know different writers I've talked to in the past who have been very open about the fact that um, Frank has been a great inspiration to them and has really poured into them. So that's a recurring that's, theme. Yeah, sure. it is a recurring theme. Definitely. But like you were saying, Chris, the inspirational market, I think sometimes when people are on the outside of it, maybe they're not familiar with it. They don't realize how large it is, but the inspirational market is a very large it's a and and what i think makes it so um such an important market is because the people are very loyal to it the readers are very loyal to uh they are constantly reading they're constantly growing in in their faith and so they're reading everything from biographies to devotions to teaching books to biblical thesis they're they're just really diving in so we're looking forward to talking to frank today and um and just hearing his perspective because he has been in this market a long time so you're right it is a huge market and this all changed oh significantly so i'm going to guess somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 years ago in one year in the Christian market, a Christian book took number one in the fiction market and number one in the nonfiction market. Mm-hmm. It was the Left Behind series as fiction, 
And in nonfiction, it was the prayer of Jabez. Mm -hmm. Never yep. before had a Christian book been that popular. And all of a sudden, the traditional publishers woke up and said, hey, this is a huge market. We need to get into this. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's what has happened since then. So now, if you want a Christian book, you can go to the religious section in Barnes & Noble. Right. Uh, yeah, that, that's where you buy books now. It used to be you had to go to the Christian bookstore. So exactly. the market has changed drastically. It has also grown exponentially in the last 20 years, even with its in its own area. Yeah, yeah. So, so what is it that you would say makes the inspirational market unique for writers today? I mean, what, 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 if you're going to write for this market, what makes it really its own thing? Well, for one thing, there's a huge market for short pieces and for mm. articles. You don't have to write a whole book to get into it. You can spend a year or two writing a whole book and then maybe a traditional publisher will pick you up and maybe they won't, but you can make a little money and see some significant success just in writing articles. And really that's the best way in the world to break into this market. You mean articles for like magazines? Uh, you can do that. Uh, really devotions is huge. Mm -hmm. Online devotions, there's the upper room. Uh, there's a secret place by Judson Press. Uh, I used to write devotions for Judson Press. They're short, anywhere from 150 to 250 words. If I wrote those all the time, I could write one in 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. they pay $20 per devotion. That's $60 an hour. Yeah, that's, that's not, not bad. Too, that's <laughs> not too bad for part-time work. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, you have to gain experience in it. Uh, there's some different things that you want to get into to understand how to make it work. I, I think one of the crucial things that's probably much more important in inspirational work than it is in, say, book publishing or uh, general market articles, you've really got to know your audience. Mm. And, and what that means is you can't just write to the Christian people that you are familiar with that believe like you do. Mm -hmm. The market is so much broader than that. So you need some understanding of the variances and the differences in belief so you don't step on a bunch of people's toes <laughs> because those arguments just don't profit you at all. So you're best off telling short stories, just a paragraph or two that shows something that was learned, mm. some experience. Now, I read devotions that are theological exposition. I don't like them. I want something that tells me a story because yeah. the story delivers an experience and we all learn from experience. Mm. And I don't like to just be told what the truth is. I want to see it in action. Mm -hmm. So, uh, those, those books that you mentioned that hit the, you know, and that year that hit the number one in the fiction and nonfiction market, were those focused more on story because they must have, transcended all kinds of lines to because because you're not talking about just the fiction and nonfiction inspirational <laughs> book oh that's book, right book list this is the mainstream book list that covered right well jerry jenkins wrote the left behind series mm -hmm. i think tim lahaye was the celebrity that made it sell across the world right mm -hmm. because celebrity will sell books better than what content will still content, today right <laughs> yeah yeah content's what the reason why people read Mm -hmm. they'll buy a book from celebrity 
they'll read it because of the content. So it's not that the content's not important. Uh, my understanding was that the original Left Behind series was a four book contract. And, and I think it ran out to 12. Yeah. Because it was so unbelievably successful. Mm -hmm. And there's children's books on that same line. Right. Oh, absolutely. There's all kinds of spinoffs. And then on the nonfiction side, The Prayer of Jabez, that followed up with The Secrets of the Vine. Mm. And so that just created all kinds of momentum in the inspirational market. Then, of course, there's I, guideposts. Yeah, which is still very popular. They're Absolutely. going to be at WriterCon too this year. We're going to see Frank at WriterCon uh, mm -hmm. here just, uh, just in a few weeks uh, from when we're recording this. Uh, WriterCon is a conference in the Midwest. You can find out about it at WriterCon.com. Uh, and I believe Guy Post is going to be there. Jim Hinch is going to be there. That's He's right. the editor. He's going to show what how to pitch for Guy Post. If you're wanting to get into this market, like this is a th those would be some great talks mm -hmm. to go to, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Oh, Definitely. absolutely. I I'll get to meet him. That that I'm really looking forward to that. From what yeah. I understand about guideposts, they are they are interested in your story, mm -hmm. and, and if your story is really good they have writers who can make that that story fit their style. Right. And they, and they are well. very particular. Very They're very particular so. about their style. You, yeah. They definitely require you to learn. If you're wanting to be the writer for them, that's definitely something you've got to learn. But mm -hmm. like Frank said, they do have writers that help with that. So, yes. So what are some mistakes, Frank, that you see writers who are wanting to write for the inspirational market? What are some mistakes that you see them making pretty regularly? Oh, the number one, I have writers who write an inspirational piece and they want me to tell them where they can sell it. That's backward. <laughs> you need to find who you want to write for and write to their guidelines treating their rules like biblical Ten Commandments, mm -hmm. right. following that. Another factor, I run into writers who will say, well, I'm going to write uh, for a publisher, but they've never read the publication. Yeah. So years ago, I was teaching a class at a school, and I did some interviews with a student, and she had been published three times already. She was a high school senior and she'd already been published with a publisher that I'd already been in contact with. And I knew they had a two year backlog and she'd been published three times. Wow. So I'm doing the math here, trying to figure, okay, what's the secret of her success? Mm -hmm. It's quite simple. What she told me is, well, I just read that magazine all the time. And I thought, well, I've had experiences like that. I could write a story like that. So she wrote one, sent it in, and they bought it. And then she wrote another one, and they sent it in, and they bought it. And then she wrote another one and sent it in, and they bought it. The bottom line is publishers buy what they want. Right. So your challenge is find a way to give your publisher what they want. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's really... There's no excuse nowadays, is there, either with the Internet, because you can go to any publisher's website usually and find the guidelines on that website and download them and you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. You absolutely can. Now, one thing to break into this that mm -hmm. I think is really important and costs virtually nothing is to 
subscribe to the online Christian Writers Market Guide? Yes. It costs $10 a year. Is that it? Wow. They used to sell that book for $30 a year. Oh, they still do. <laughs> as, if you want a really thick book, you could pay $30. <laughs> and the problem is, because of publishing time frame, as soon as it is on the bookstore shelf, it's out of date. Yeah. The right. online publication is updated all the time. Yeah, plus so you can search online in that, can't you? You can search online and you can find all the different publishers, who they are, what they pay, what they're interested in. Then you can go to their website, get their guidelines, uh, look at their publication. Yeah, all that's available now online. It takes time, but it's never been easier than it is now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's really good. Yeah, I, I, I think... Uh, uh, anyone who wants to get in this market like they could if they just do a little research and and it actually in some ways it's not that hard if if you're just wanting to try some short pieces out then huh but but i like the idea of storytelling you you got me when you started talking about storytelling and, and we're going to have you on again soon and we're going to be talking about storytelling because you are the storytelling master <laughs> and i want to get deeper into that okay well we'll do that <laughs> so now, it, it's all about effective communication with your audience, but the inspirational mm -hmm. market, that's just really crucial. What you can't do in the inspirational market is right from the perspective of bringing your reader to meet you. You have to meet them where they are. Mm -hmm. And so that means you have to know them. You have to know how to reach out to them. It's like you got to build a bridge between author and reader, obviously, Think of it in terms of building the bridge from where they are to you rather than say, well, here's who I am. They can just learn from me because I've got the story. Yeah. You've got to be more sensitive in the inspirational world to understand what people are really interested in, what touches their hearts. So if you write something and send it in and it, it you get a rejection back and you're thinking, okay, they, they, they didn't like it. Do you, is that because it didn't follow the theological guidelines? Is it because maybe you were too heavy handed? Is it because it wasn't, you know, poignant enough? What, 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 what should you, how should you approach that kind of thing when you well, get a rejection? Okay. Let me be bluntly honest. <laughs> uh -oh. I'll say about 80% of the rejections is because the writing's just not that good. Hmm. Uh, at WriterCon, I'm teaching a class on know the reasons, not just the rules, because there are principles of communication that are more important than knowing where to place commas. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so the rule is where to place your comma, but you have to know the reason of why you're why, placing it Why your... is it this way? What makes the communication most effective? Mm. And, and so uh, now for success, Beyond that, let's just suppose your writing is excellent. There's no problem with your writing. You can put together good sentences. You can begin a story with a bit of suspense or drama because you've got a character who wants something. They're facing obstacles. So now you've got a story where your character is going to learn something. Wonderful. So then it's a short piece, 250 words. You send yeah. it into, let's say, The Secret Place. Uh, the last that I worked with them, they wanted, I think, six submissions at a time. Well, so really? This was back in the old snail mail days. You just <laughs> mail them six of them. And if you get some of them back, they didn't want it. 
but the the success here comes from just keeping that pipeline full of mm -hmm. devotional articles you just keep sending them because what i found is you don't know which ones they're going to want for different reasons maybe they've already got a devotion that covers the topic in one area and it was real good but they don't need another one but the one that they really liked was maybe the one you liked the least which has yeah. happened to me i was just amazed and then once in a while three months later i get a check in the mail why am i getting this check i forgot all about sending the devotion <laughs> in but then i got a check so uh, uh you just keep sending them out and then wait indefinitely to see what happens another way to break into this too it's really important to post blogs and grow an audience on your own website anywhere that you want to do it you can do it on facebook you can do it on uh different blogging sites you can do it on your own website but somewhere you've got to develop an audience and it's real nice if you can do that on your own email list yes for sure so yes. that you can touch people directly and let yeah. people know what you're doing yeah. uh, i got canceled on facebook sorry but it just happened they just decided <laughs> i don't meet community standards anymore uh -oh. you're done and that's it but <laughs> we're also often talking about how you know when you're um uh sending emails back and forth to your list that that is really building a relationship right it's it not is. just marketing right it's not just using that list just to try and sell them books it's building a relationship over time and that's why it's so important to be building up your own audience so that you have people who've raised their hand and said yes i want to hear what you have to say and i and i and i like it and i want to stay connected well and there's well, also the element that you own that list yeah. versus on facebook or twitter or on any of those others where you could get suspended for some reason or they may just change the rules mm -hmm. Maybe right. it's not you who's doing something they didn't like. Maybe it was somebody else, but you just kind of got lassoed in. Um, yeah, that owning that list, you you keep control over that list. So that's an important, very important element. Chris and I always say that the money is in the banana stand. And the, money, and the banana stand is the email list. Yeah, and we say that we're joking, but. Um, it's really, it's what it is, is that the value is in that list of people who have raised their hand and said that they want to be a part of, or they want to be in a relationship, just an email relationship Absolutely. with you. Yeah. And so, if, you so, have a, if you have a banana stand, <laughs> by all means, find people who like bananas. That's exactly, exactly right. <laughs> because meat lovers and people who only want veggies, they, you've, the point here is, in the inspirational market, they're not interested unless you're giving them something they want. Right. And so they're looking for education or they're looking for insight, inspiration, mm -hmm. uh, less entertainment, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not that entertainment's not important, but I don't think it's a priority. Right. Especially in shorter pieces like that, right? Yeah, I mean, right. right. There's, there's not much opportunity to, to develop a lengthy plot in a, in a two-paragraph. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But I found out it is possible to write just 100 words and solicit some tears. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've written a few short pieces that I posted, and I get feedback saying that brought tears to my eyes. 
That's got to be good. Yeah. That's a great exercise too, to be able to, to force yourself to hold to a short word count. Mm -hmm. That is a great practice exercise. You know, whether you submit that or whatever, I know from um, one of the devotion books that I did was 240 words. Each devotion was 240 words and you got to get in and make your point and get out and you don't have a there's not a lot of room for fluff you gotta you gotta right. use your words and really trust your words to do their jobs um and and it takes work and it takes right. skill to try to do that well so well frank definitely. if if people do want to connect with your banana stand and get to know you more <laughs> how, should, how, should, how should they find you online oh the website is frankball.org, not com, but .org. Okay. You can go to my website. Uh, mm -hmm. My email is just frank at frankball.org. Excellent. Uh, so you can email me directly. You can go to my website. There's a page on writing services. Uh, there's information on some of the things I do. Mm -hmm. I'm all about helping writers. I really am. Yeah. I, and I, I can echo that. Frank is all about helping writers. You have a question, he, I know he's always happy to answer. And then also be sure to check out if you're in the Midwest and you're able to make it to WriterCon uh, here over Labor Day. Mm -hmm. Frank is going to be there teaching and so are Gina and I. Yes. And uh, we would just love to see you there and meet you. Let us know you've heard about it on the podcast yeah. and uh, uh, we'll be sure to say hello and, and we can answer questions there too and just have some fun together. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Thank you for joining us, Frank. We really well, it's, appreciate that. It's been my great delight. I lo just love doing this. That's it. Well, good. Well, we look forward. We said we're going to have you back. We're going to talk about storytelling next time. But um, everybody, please go ahead and let's see. Rate. Let, help me out here, Chris. Rate, rate review, subscribe, and share. <laughs> I always get those words mixed up. Chris has to write them out for me. Rate, review, subscribe, and share the Writing Momentum podcast. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'll catch you next week. And together we have Writing Momentum. Bye-bye. Very good. You've been listening to the Writing Momentum podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Maselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have Writing Momentum. Hey writer, do you struggle with finding time to write? Well, you're not alone. In fact, time is the number one challenge that most writers face when it comes to getting their books finished. That's why we've created Writing Moments, weekly sessions you can schedule on your calendar to write online with me, Gina, award-winning author and screenwriter Renee Gutteridge, and other writers who have similar goals as you. Each week, we're meeting for a short writing training, Q&A, and then 45 minutes of uninterrupted writing time together, where we'll keep each other accountable to get our stuff done. If you'd like to find out how you can join us for some upcoming writing moments, just visit writingmomentum.com slash writing moments. We'd love to have you there. That's writingmomentum.com slash writing moments.